0: Today we conclude our conversation on HH Holmes. Insurance scams, horse theft, and now murder. Holmes travels all over the country running from authorities and avoiding the law. So how did Triple H end up in the company of three children? What conspiracies surround his execution? And does Holmes have a connection to another widely popular
1: set of murders across the pond? It's time to play the game. I'm Mike. I'm Ian. And I'm Dave. If you thought Dr. Holmes was going to find Jesus and turn his life around in part two, stick around. No one's getting saved in this story. This is Necronomapod. Also new this morning, the body of a suspected 19th century
0: serial killer who was born here in New Hampshire is being exhumed in Pennsylvania. The great
1: grandchildren of Henry Mudgett, also known as H.H. Holmes, Hope that identifying his remains will quell rumors that he conned his way out of execution. Holmes is believed
0: to have killed several people at his so-called House of Horrors during the 1893 Chicago World's Fair, but it was the murder of his Philadelphia business partner that led to his hanging in 1896. A judge said that the remains must be returned to the same grave after DNA testing even if they do not belong to Holmes. So off the top, I apologize if I sound a little off tonight or if I'm a little quiet. I told you guys I had a time just to be aware. I might be on the DL soon. I bit the shit out of my tongue earlier. <laughs> and I don't mean like just like bit my tongue. Ha ha. You know, it happens like this thing's bad. I got a bloody tongue going on over here. It's brutal. It's uh, it hurts like a motherfucker. This Miller light's been helping.
1: I've been we we been stalling a little bit before we record and i've been throwing back some beers but oh it hurts do you want me to get like a sewing kit out and john rambo stitch that up on the fly for you yeah if i saw rambo i'd get that but (laughs) oh my this (laughs) guy if i saw rambo (laughs) can't you just kiss it and make a better day
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so i might have like a like a mike typhon thing going on tonight like guys leave me (laughs) alone but so it hurts real bad it looks like it. A little swollen, maybe. The mic haters out there going to be real happy. This might be a, a, a mic quiet show. <laughs> yeah, so I bit the fuck. That's what I get for trying to eat an apple slice. I try to eat healthy one time, and this is what happens. You got to so stick
1: to the spaghettios in a can. Exactly. <laughs> you slurp. You don't need to See? bite your fucking tongue off. Exactly. Yeah. It's well, dangerous. Well fed, Dave. <laughs> Here's
0: another thing I hate. This happened to me this morning.
1: And I was thinking
0: this, this morning is like
2: uh, what grinds my gears yeah. or whatever. You don't know what really gr- you don't know really grind my
0: gears <laughs> this. So this morning I'm at the drive-thru, of course, McDonald's, uh, sausage egg and cheese bagel. No one's listening, no one cares, but so I used to work growing up at a convenience store and I would work a cash register sometimes. Yeah. There is an appropriate way to give someone change. You give them the coins first in their hand, and then you hand them the bills. Right motherfuckers don't know that these days they give you the bills and then they drop the change on top and it slides off onto the ground slipping and sliding all over the place. Like it's not that fucking hard. Put the change in the palm of my hand and then let my fingertips grab the bills. I don't understand what's so difficult about that.
1: Why don't you just hand them your card and they can charge it in 10 seconds. And I don't have all this problem. I
0: never have cash (laughs) on me, but this morning I decided to pay with a $5 bill Hmm. and they're giving me, you know, coins on top of change and it's a whole ordeal like i don't understand why it's so difficult to figure that out for people who are working cash registers uh
1: i, I would probably do it that way i what? do that when i hand them money so you do when they give it back you do yeah. what
0: when you hand them money
1: you i give get, them a dollar and i drop the change on top of the dollar bill that's yeah, terrible that's you what, give what them, i would you
0: go coins first in their hand and then you give them the bills yeah. also what do you why you guys give an exact change now
1: sometimes I mean, I don't
2: use cash, but I'm
1: I just don't saying in my either, in mind. But this mind. is one of the
0: reasons why I don't use cash anymore. It's because I'm so flustered by this whole ordeal. Like if
1: I get a fountain diet coke, it's a dollar seven. So I give them a dollar and a nickel and two <laughs> pennies. <'Cause laughs> I don't I mean, want ninety three fucking cents to throw my thing. Yeah.
0: First, you're the customer, so I think you have a little bit more leeway. Second, I think that's inappropriate. I think you should be giving them the change first, and then give them the bill. Hmm.
1: I will try that going forward. I I didn't know if
0: they're dumping it right into a register. It doesn't matter when you're in your car in a drive-thru. You're just trying to grab, you know, as they're giving it to you and it becomes a clusterfuck. You put the Mm -hmm. change in someone's hand first and then hand them the bills.
1: Have you ever been clinically diagnosed with OCD? (laughs) Very strange views. (laughs) Because I don't like to
0: lose money because I don't like to lose money. I'm just asking
2: the question. That's insensitive, (laughs) Dave. I wouldn't even think I wouldn't think twice about that. I'd be like, "All right."
0: I don't know, maybe because I worked at cash register for so long mm. and you just, you know, I give change first. It's so much easier. I, I promise I will do it the right way going forward. But it's not you. It's the it's the employees, the, the, the actual person who's giving you your change back that I have the issue with. They're just dumping it all into a register.
1: Why don't you email the CEO of McDonald's <laughs> and ask him to update his training program so, look, across so all of their franchises? I've
0: actually exchanged emails with Ronald. And we've discussed multiple training ways that people could get better. But it's not just McDonald's. It's every convenience store worker.
1: Wait, so you go to the mascot, not the CEO.
0: <laughs> no, it's Mr. Ronald McDonald. Who's the owner of the <laughs> store. They named the clown after him. Anyways, the bagel was delicious.
2: Yeah, you probably wouldn't love me if I worked at McDonald's because I would just give you, you the dollars and then throw the change in your but hand and be like, wh- When way. did
0: that become like the... Like, mm-hmm. think about that though. You're just dumping change onto these sliding bills, and the money's gonna fall yeah, all over the place. I we we're
1: done. We're still talking about this? <laughs> yeah,
0: it really fires me <laughs> up. Do you
1: complain like to the person and try to teach them a lesson on the spot? <laughs> they, so under- they wouldn't
0: forget. They understand that I'm frustrated. It's not my job to train them. But you they- kind of have
1: like a visceral reaction to to show them how agitated you are. Yes, they know I'm pissed. If you do that, yeah. Well, you know that they usually—it's when I spit at them <laughs> that they know. But then their nuts gets you know, wiped <laughs> no. across your breakfast, though. Yeah.
0: Uh, no, because they can't. They couldn't get there that quick. Because it's it's one window. I drive to the next. I grab my bag. Usually, I'm out the door.
1: But they just have a code word. They yell, oh. out, their body. and their buddy wipes his nuts in, yeah. your Give me a little sprinkle of
0: that taint hair.
1: Yeah. I don't fuck with fast food workers.
0: No, I mean, I yeah, you
1: know, I don't a, know. That's a hard rule. Of I'm mine. just
0: saying, get better at your job. That's it. You have one job, pass money back. Mm. That's all.
1: It's very specific I can't be the, <laughs> I, I promise you I'm not the only person
0: who's annoyed by this. Well. You give change back first, <laughs> then the bills. All right,
1: set up the poll. Do set we know that? We uh, better get started cuz that asshole that won't start us over our fucking <laughs> pre-show banter is going to yeah. update. Not even pre-show banter, but also on top of that it's also a, a food thing that people hate when we talk about food. <laughs> so
2: so where we left off on part 1. H.H. H. Holmes had gotten himself arrested for selling mortgaged goods, which were the... Uh, horses? The horses, <laughs> right. And while he was in jail, he struck up a conversation with a train robber named Marion Hedgepeth, which I found out later on his nickname was the
1: Handsome Bandit. Oh, nice. It's, it's Did the idea. lady swoon when he jumped on the train? And They must have. They would faint. They'd go, ah! Oh,
0: and they'd fall back all dramatically. <laughs> Take
1: my money. Take my stone hand. <laughs>
0: So,
2: on the advice of Hedgepath, Holmes went out and and got a hold of a lawyer named Jep the Howe to pull off the scam of faking Holmes's death to collect on a huge insurance payout.
1: Know, as an aside, I bet it's fun to rob trains. Yeah, I bet that would be fun, right? Like you're just
0: rolling up on one and on a horse, on your horse like, and I'm jumping it out off right now, and no one knows what I'm doing, but I'm bobbing <laughs> up and down. I bet that was fun. I think it'd be a great time. Yeah. Do you, do you get to wear like the black bandit like masks? Like oh yeah, yeah, for sure. You have like the bandana around your neck, leather
1: gloves, your old six shooter, some Fuck, chaps, leather yeah. chaps. We should go fucking rapid Train tonight. <laughs> like the rapid going downtown. <laughs> no, I want no
0: part of that. <laughs> fucking rob us.
1: If we remember,
2: Marion Hedgepath gave him Jeff the Howe's name in exchange. And Hedgepath wanted a $500 fee for doing that.
1: That was his cut.
2: Right. With Jep the Howe thinking that this plan was brilliant, Holmes took a cadaver to a seaside hotel in Rhode Island, burned it, disfigured its face, and left it on the beach. He then shaved his mustache, altering his appearance, and went back to the hotel, registering under a different name and asking about his friend Holmes. <laughs> it's kind of weird. I mean, I feel like...
0: Register under B.B. Bukaki. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I feel like the hotel like would be like... I know you, man. All you did was shave right. off your mustache. It's like I recognize you. <laughs> he's like,
1: no. He's like, look here, see? I'm Bibi Bukaki. I'm looking for my friend H. H. Holmes. Have you seen him?
2: When the body was discovered, he identified it as his friend Holmes and presented an, an insurance policy for ten thousand dollars. The insurance company suspected fraud, so instead oh, of bu- yeah, instead of pushing it forward, he gave up and went back to Chicago. Once he was back in Chicago. Holmes had a meeting with Benjamin Peitzel and Jeff the Howe to work out the kinks in this plan. It was agreed that Benjamin Peitzel would travel to Philadelphia and open up a shop for buying and selling patents under the name B.F. Perry. It's all two initial
1: names. I like it. Yeah, they were all about that back in the day. Yeah. Was that a we thing? We talked about that the, uh, yeah. a
0: couple of shows ago. How I think it's badass when you got two initials. It's pretty cool. Yeah.
1: Was that a thing back then? Buying and selling patents? Was there a market? Yeah. yeah fluid market for patent trading?
0: moving forward i want you guys to call me md laycock (laughs) my new name md laycock any hoodles go ahead
1: Uh, duly noted
2: they would rig a laboratory explosion and holmes would put a disfigured cadaver in there to play the role of peitzel and everyone would get a share of the money once the ten thousand dollar life insurance policy was paid
1: it's a pretty good plan
2: yeah yeah i mean it's a solid plan on the day of the explosion, a carpenter named Eugene Smith came to the office to see what was going on and found the doors locked and it was dark inside the building. Eugene called the police and when they arrived, they found a badly burned body and the death was quickly ruled an accident and the body was taken to the local morgue.
1: Jesus was a carpenter like Eugene. <laughs> <laughs> Pop-up video. <laughs> Just reminding everyone, Jesus I, I car- have that. that bumper sticker on my car. My <laughs> boss is a Jewish carpenter. <laughs> have you ever seen those? Yes, I got two of them on my car. Everyone believes that, Dave. Yeah, <laughs> pretty cool. Gets me out of tickets. Just, uh...
2: So Holmes let that sit for for eleven days. When the Philadelphia authorities started to search for relatives, Jeff the How. Quickly he just like swooped in and filed the insurance claim on behalf of Carrie Peitzel. The claim was paid out without hesitation. Uh Jeff the Howe took his share of two thousand five hundred dollars and Holmes took the rest and he would be giving Benjamin Peitzel his share along with Marion Hedgepeth's five hundred dollar fee for putting Holmes in contact with Howe. Finder's fee, if you will. Yeah, right. Holmes skipped out on paying Marion Hedgepeth his $500, to which Hedgepeth told a St. Louis police officer named Major Lawrence Harrigan about the scam in exchange for a potential pardon. Harrigan notified an insurance investigator named W.E. Gary, who in turn contacted uh, a Pinkerton agent, and in the investigation to find H.H. H. Holmes was started.
1: So, well, something tells me it was prudent that maybe he should have paid Marion.
2: $10,000, I mean
1: you can four or five hundred man
2: <laughs> right the other thing was that back what from what i was reading was that the like, the train robbers and stuff were seen as like the rock star kind of uh, of mm. uh of the criminal world at that point so f- from what i was reading it sounded like holmes was like bragging up stuff so there was other things that he was telling him outside of the scam that he was like hey i can uh why don't you give me a pardon and I can I can get, spill the beans on this guy. All
1: the more reason to pay the 500 bucks if you were bragging <laughs> right. about all your criminal activity, right? Just pay the guy and move on. And wasn't the Pinkerton motto, uh, we never sleep? So you don't want those fucking guys looking for you. <laughs> no. The other person who didn't get paid was Benjamin Peitzel.
2: Instead of using a cadaver, Holmes killed Peitzel by knocking him unconscious with chloroform and setting his body on fire. In his confession, Holmes implied Peitzel was still alive after he used the chloroform on him prior to setting him on fire. However, forensic evidence presented at Holmes' trial later showed chloroform had been administered after Peitzel's death. Mm. So presumably to fake suicide, so to exonerate Holmes if he would be charged for murder in the future.
1: So this is like one layer of this to set up the insurance fraud, but then a secondary backup layer... If he got if he get caught that he doesn't get caught for the murder as well. Right. Well, solid planning, I guess. Do you um do you think if you get chloroformed and set on fire, you wake up when the fire starts? I wonder. I, I, <laughs> that's pretty fucking horrific. Yeah. yeah that's but, brutal. And I was read I don't think chloroform works like it does in the movies. I, I was reading it takes like five minutes to knock you out with chloroform. You well, don't just put it over their face and they're out in three seconds. Well,
0: at WrestleMania 9, <laughs> Giant Gonzalez used a chloroform rag on The Undertaker, and he went out in about a minute.
1: Took a minute.
0: Yeah. Huh? About huh? a minute, and it's The Undertaker. He's a dead man, and it put him out. <laughs> and it was a disqualification win for The Undertaker. He did sit up, though, like two minutes later, and Chase got Giant Gonzalez back to the dressing room. So I don't know about a minute. I would say based on my experience. Well, that's real life. Uh, you
1: know, real life proof. Thank yeah, well, you. Thank you they for that. S-
0: the commentary said you can smell it like no other. And-
1: so <laughs> probably the fans in the front row probably may have even passed mm-hmm. out.
0: I w- if I was in the front row. I would have sold it. <laughs> I would have sold it. <laughs> WrestleMania Nine, Las Vegas, Caesar's Palace. What was terrible! terrible oh, that's cool. what was terrible! Date? Terrible WrestleMania. What was the date of it? I I. Wish I knew that. Yeah. I'd love to just fucking be old ring man about it here and just
1: give you that exact date. I don't know. Caesar's Palace is cool, though. That would have been a good... Uh, it's a
0: small venue, though, for WrestleMania. Yeah. But it was cool.
1: So why do we think he got rid of Pitesel? I mean, Pitesel was a drunk, right? Was he getting sloppy? He just wanted to get rid of him? Or do you think he uh, was just kind of closing closing shop and trying to get rid of all of his witnesses?
0: Or was it just a thrill of another kill? Like,
1: but he had just, been with him for a while. Like he was his right hand guy.
0: I, but I don't know if that meant anything to Holmes, though. Did it? Like I, don't know. I know.
1: That's why I'm asking.
0: More money for him. More in it for him.
2: I, I, I'm thinking maybe it's like just the thrill of of doing this. Because what we're gonna get into next is like like serial killers all have their, all of them have their like their berserker mode thing at the end where they just where yeah. it, it just like clicks and they go all out. Um, this seems like this happens for him, but it's not with murder. It's with the scam. Like he goes into like this berserker mode of, of this scam and just mm. blows this whole fucking thing up.. Yeah. Holmes then told Benjamin's wife, Carrie Peitzel, that her husband was hiding out until things blew over, and he manipulated her into allowing three of her five children, Alice, Nellie, and Howard, to stay with him in his custody.
1: Does uh, Doctor Holmes know how to take care of kids? No, he doesn't. Is Does that <laughs> one of his specialties?
0: <laughs> well, he can take care of them, all right.
2: And this is what I mean about like the berserker mode thing of just the scam. Because this is like this whole thing is just so outrageous. And we're going to start talking about them traveling through uh, the United States and into Canada. And he didn't know how to take care of these kids, and he stuck out when he was with these kids. Like,
1: so I like, wonder if the original premise was for him to kind of hide undercover with the kids. But instead of that, the, the opposite happened. He stuck out because people weren't buying the story because he didn't appear to be a father like figure.
2: Yeah. And there, I know they're from what I, the, some of the stuff I was reading was like, he wasn't taking care of them. And so they were, they look dirty and yeah, stuff, but then right. he's all dressed up and fancy. And it's like, wait, like he stuck yeah. out. It's like, here's this really right. wealthy looking guy. And he's got these three kids with
1: him that look like, like homeless kids, you know, it's weird. Hmm. Next business idea, H.H. Holmes Daycare Center. It's on, the it first, it's on the
0: first floor of the escape room that we have upstairs. There you go. Check your kids, go upstairs, escape room.
1: It's just a little bank vault. You tuck, toss your kid in there at uh, 7 in the morning, <laughs> lock it. Time releases at 5 when the parents come.
0: Well, it's the escape room. When you get out, your kid gets out. <laughs> that's kind of like the combination of stakes stakes upped. (laughs) when you get out your kids out. Also, we every hour we slowly like less and less the oxygen in those (laughs) vaults. So better get out. So so what if they like? Spoiler alert, you're not getting out and (laughs) everyone's going to die.
2: So if they like fall down the line pit, then the kid gets thrown in the line pit, too.
0: No, we just you just don't get your kid.
2: Oh, they just stay in the thing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Quite a business plan you got going. Get out of our escape room. Get your kid back.
2: (laughs) So Holmes and the three Peitzel children traveled throughout uh, the northern United States and into Canada. Simultaneously, he escorted Carrie Peitzel along a parallel route, all while using various aliases and lying to her about her husband's death, claiming that Peitzel was now hiding in London. And it, it, like I said, it just seemed like this game of... Like stringing her along and having the kids with them. Yeah, that doesn't make much sense. Yeah. And he also kept lying to her about the whereabouts of her three kids because he would post them up in like these, and sometimes they wouldn't even be with him. Like when he would rent a house or something, he would rent them like an apartment or something on the other side of town and he would be lying to her saying where they like the whole thing. It's just Hmm. got, it's like, it's extremely confusing. And like I said, it's like, berserker mode but on like a scam level it's weird
1: just seeing what he could get away with yeah how far he could take it
2: in in detroit just prior to entering canada they were only separated by a few blocks so carrie peitzel's like a street away and he's lying like writing Mm -hmm. her letters (laughs) and lying to her in a bold move like even bolder than this holmes went as far as to stay at another location with his wife georgiana who was unaware of the whole scam the peitzel kids any of any of this that has been going on now, she didn't know any of it. What does she think yeah. he's out doing? What, yeah, he's bringing
1: home the uh, bringing home the bacon. He's probably just talking about some business shit. You yeah. know, he's been yeah. doing. She thinks he's like a traveling. Uh, I don't know. What did they sell door to door back then? Medicine, snake oil, yeah, snake oil. <laughs> everything, really, back door, right?
0: Toys for your kids, Bibles, tickets to the next Kiss concert, <laughs> everything, door to door.
2: As he continued to travel with the Piteel children, things increasingly got more stressful for him. And at first it started with their son Howard. Obviously these kids are gonna get start getting anxious and wanting to see their mom. And home or and Howard was really starting to piss Holmes off because this kid was young, he was fussing. So Holmes it, it's like the stress is just rising here. And so Holmes rented a small cottage in Indianapolis and told Alice and Nellie That he was going to take Howard to go stay with Holmes's cousin, Minnie, for a while. If we remember correctly, Minnie was not his cousin, and Minnie's already dead. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So Holmes took the boy to the cottage and overdosed him on drugs he had bought from a local pharmacy. Did he write the script himself? He was a doctor. He probably... Comes in handy, right? Holmes then took a set of knives that he had sharpened that day specifically for this and dismembered Howard's body. And afterwards, Holmes burnt Howard's body in the cottage's stove. Jesus. This kid was young, too. Very young. That's what I'm saying. He was getting fussy, like wanting to see his mom. And, Mm. you know, that's fucked up. It's like, all right, well, I'm just, I'm done with this.
0: I'm starting to think this Holmes guy's a piece of shit. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like up until now, he was fine, right? (laughs) Just killed a couple people. (laughs) I'm not going to say that, but I'm just saying. Like now I'm starting to think he's real. (laughs) It's not a guy I want to have a beer with. I'll At, end up I'll end up his next insurance policy chloroformed yeah hey uh, within a minute man I've seen that happen
2: <laughs> after arriving in Canada Holmes murdered both Alice and Nellie by forcing them into a large trunk and locking them inside he drilled a hole in the lid of the trunk and put one end of a hose through the hole and attached the other end to a gas line to asphyxiate both girls I saw that a couple different ways. Like, something said that he tricked them in there by, like, a, like playing hide and seek. Mm. I saw a couple of things like that. Incredibly cruel. Very cruel. This whole, mm. this whole stretch is, like...
0: Does he ever kill anyone, though, like, in a not cruel way? Like, that we know of? Like, no. he gets off on that, I think.
2: I still don't see what the point of all this is. Yeah, like, this is really... This whole thing is extremely cruel. I mean, he's stretching. He's already killed Carrie Peitzel's husband, and he's telling her he's hiding out. And on top of that, he's stringing her along that the kids are alive and mm-hmm. they're doing all the stuff. And meanwhile, he's killed the kids already. And
1: I think the berserker mode is probably right. like It doesn't serve any functional purpose. He's just yeah. gone it's, off the deep end here at this point.
2: It's like Ted Bundy going into the sorority house in Florida and how he just... Just, just brutally murdered yeah, all those yeah. girls within a span of like 15, 20 minutes.
0: Well, spoiler alert for a Ted Bundy episode. <laughs> I'm, Jeez, I'm
2: confident everybody listening now. Knows no that one story. has to.
0: No, no, no one has to listen to it anymore. Okay,
2: but this is we're like gonna, you're can, the only canc- one. You're the only one that doesn't know the <laughs> story. Oh, I'm the Ted Bundy expert. <laughs> this group.
0: So we're gonna cancel Ted Bundy now that we had planned for next week. So yeah. <laughs>
2: what? Do you, what do you kill those girls with? What do he use to kill all those girls?
0: Well, they died.
2: Yeah, but I mean, what did he use to kill him? Blood with? loss was their cause of death.
0: <laughs> Blood loss. Blood loss was their what, cause of death.
2: What was the weapon?
0: Well, what wasn't the weapon? <laughs> I mean, fear. You could say fear. Even fear. Fear yeah. was the weapon. Some could have been. It could have been fear. <laughs> Any whoodels. Holmes.
2: So, <laughs> so that—that's what I—I I feel like this is the equivalent of of Bundy okay, doing. I get that. that. Yeah.
1: We're not going to tell you either. You have to wait till the episode. Yeah. We'll wait wait a couple of years till (laughs) we get to it.
0: Written three books on Ted Bundy. (laughs) Not worried about that. You just also told people we're going to have to wait years for Ted Bundy. Now they're (laughs) already unsubscribing. They're like, well, fuck, I've been here for Ted Bundy from the beginning.
2: So after he he killed Alice and Nellie, he buried their bodies in the cellar of his rental house at 16 Vincent Street in Toronto. Holmes was finally arrested when he showed up in Boston on November 17th, 1894, after being tracked there by the Pinkertons, and he was arrested on an outstanding warrant of his horse theft in Texas, and he was given the option, you can either plead guilty in Philadelphia for insurance fraud, or go to Texas and be hanged as a horse thief. I wonder what, he, uh, what <laughs> option you know,
1: they don't like horse thieves in Texas, No. bad. That is immediate death. Yeah. Like you're not <laughs> fucking with our horses, bro. I
0: think to this day, that's still a law. You steal a horse, you die.
1: You don't get a trial or anything. You're no. just hung. Like their road signs say, don't mess with Texas. They don't fuck around.
0: I, I have a koozie that says that as well. So You know they mean it. Yeah. Not even if you're found guilty. If you're suspected of stealing a horse, they shoot you. Yeah.
1: You don't even want to stand next to the horse. No. Don't even. Give don't. the illusion that you're interested yep. in the horse. No
0: best to stay away from horse farms in texas
1: (laughs) so now that holmes was
2: in custody of philadelphia police officer frank Geyer needed to find out what happened to the peitzel children throughout his questioning holmes refused to give any information regarding the peitzel children Uh, during his investigation Geyer found that in chicago all of holmes's mail had been forwarded forwarded to Gilmanton, new york from there, it had been sent to Detroit, from Detroit to Toronto, from Toronto to Cincinnati, from Cincinnati to Indianapolis, and then on from there.
1: Well, how the fuck did they do that in the 1890s? The post office can't even forward your mail correctly now. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs>
0: That's not an insult to any postal workers out there. No,
1: absolutely not. It's your system that sucks. That's a fun job, I bet. Is it? Postal carrier? I don't know. Yeah, If you get to drive, I don't know but the walking one. Yeah, I would do that. I, mean, I don't want to have to sort it. Yeah, that's probably not fun. Just driving Had around. You, all did that?
0: you read Bukowski's post office?
1: Oh. Ye- long time ago. that was, uh, he hated that gig.
0: It's semi-autobiographical, yeah, but yeah. yeah, that makes it sound stressful.
1: Yeah, I and mean, every
0: remember. time I'm I ever go
2: there, now. they don't look happy. No.
0: Well, <laughs> and if you have to go there, you probably don't look happy either. No. No. no one's
2: happy to be there. No, no, no one's happy in that situation.
0: I get it. It's probably stressful uh, if you're hearing from people. If you're a post office worker and you're hearing from people, it's probably not good news. No one's calling to tell you, "Oh, thanks, I got my package on time."
1: It was great. Yeah, love it. They're calling
0: to <laughs> bitch you out because it didn't come, and you're like, "Motherfucker!" I work in the office. Like, yeah, I have nothing right. literally to do. So I, yeah, I get it.
1: My post guy's cool. I wave to him every day. We wave to each other in this neighborhood. It's probably the same one I am. Right, I love him. The guy with it, the long hair. It, yeah. yeah.
0: In this neighborhood, cool. we have great. Uh I postal workers, I think. Yeah. They're very friendly. They're always nice. They're always they're they're usually consistent with their time. Yeah. Absolutely. No complaints. No complaints. None. Kudos to you, the United States postal workers out there listening today. We love you.
1: We're fans. And when you hand someone a package,
0: make sure you hand them the package first in the palm of their hand and then give them the change afterwards. Just in case. Give them the envelopes after you give them the package.
1: You're going to do that somewhere and someone's going to kick into nuts.
0: Let them, but I'm going to hand them their money <laughs> conveniently for them as nothing's going to fall.
2: So Geyer followed Holmes, Holmes' trail for eight months, stopping at each house that Holmes rented along the way. Everything that he could confirm. In Toronto, Geyer searched for eight days before he found the cottage at uh, at 16th Vincent Street. And he had found out that this, this cottage was rented by a guy that fit Holmes's description. What he had found was that the man was traveling with two little girls, and Holmes borrowed a shovel from a neighbor, which he claimed he wanted to use to dig a hole to store potatoes in. It's
1: believable. <laughs> I mean, I I gotta you gotta put do. your potatoes somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Can't just leave them out.
0: When we're done, we put Ian's voice in a hole in the ground. So.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it works, right? It stores it nicely. Yeah. It's always crisp and, and ready to go. Every week, that soothing <laughs> voice
0: comes back. He
1: doesn't bite his tongue and ruin the whole show like <laughs>
0: other assholes.
2: Once he got there, Geyer found the corpses of Alice and Nellie Peitzel. While questioning the neighbors further, he learned that the Peitzel girls had told them that they had a brother who was living in Indianapolis. So with this small clue, Geyer went and searched nine hundred houses for any clues of Holmes. I mean, he, this guy was like like you said like never sleep yeah he's but, on the ball yeah god damn 900. 900
0: fucking houses he searched
2: yeah he was finding holy that holy shit Howard Beitzel no
0: who's the super cop from uh, uh. it wasn't Richard Chase it was yeah Richard, Richard Chase yeah Richard Chase yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Joe Supercop? Joe somebody
0: well mm. I I said it was Joe from Family Guy <laughs>
1: <laughs> of course you did that's what I said he's super cop
0: <laughs> were you googling it yeah
2: because that's going to bother me. That police officer's name was Ray Biondi. That
0: was a bad dude. He he
2: caught Richard Chase within like fucking thirty six hours.
0: And who's the FBI guy we always quote?
2: Uh, John Douglas.
0: Can you imagine a Ray Biondi, John Douglas tag team? <laughs> That'd be the, like the the cleanest Superstars. town. Like there'd be no
1: crime.
2: Yeah. people would be busted. And wrestler
1: yeah. can be their manager. Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: we'll be right back.
0: Hello family, it's been a, it's, it's such a joy and great pleasure being here because of father's love we are trying to make and we are making a place of refuge for all of you here. Uh, there's no, no, nothing at all that I would, that I have any holdings there. I do not want to go back in any way, shape or form to, uh, to the states. I love it here and this is the place where all of you are going to be. Hello family, this is Kevin. I'd like to express how happy and how nice it is here to be in the promised land and how Father has saved each and every one of our lives many many times and, and I'm just so glad to be a part of this down here to be able to work and build a land go back to
1: the States no no way I can't think you you go back to the States no <laughs> he says he won't go back obviously that's the general attitude and Kevin do you want to go back to the States Kevin oh, hey. I can't get you to go back. What about you, Vincent? You've only been here a
0: day. How do you feel about it?
1: No, I wouldn't want to go back.
0: <laughs> and I see that
1: Tommy, he looks like he's very contented. You Want to go back, Tom? No. You all happy? You here? You happy,
2: Tom?
1: Yes. Oh, that's good. David, he, he's doing a good job. He's in charge of the piggery. Kevin's in charge of bananas. I don't <laughs> I want to go back either. <laughs> Nobody I'm wants to go. Down here. Everybody's happy down here. You can see that that's an obvious fact.
2: Introducing Promised Land, an in-depth look at Jim Jones and the People's Temple, coming soon. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. So, circling back, when, the, when questioning the neighbors, Geyer learned that the Paitzel girls had told them that they had a brother who was living in Indianapolis. So, like we said, he went through and searched 900 houses for any clues of homes. Finally, in the suburb of Irvington, he found a house that Holmes had rented for a week, and all the guyer was able to find was Howard Peitzel's, uh, were small bits of bone and a few teeth in the chimney of the house, like oh. a, how it blew through the mm. the stove. That's sick. Yeah, I don't know how they could forensically tell that unless they're like these are kids' teeth and mm-hmm. we know what happened here, but
1: and probably witnesses that saw the kid there. Yeah. So. Well, isn't there also a story about when he found the girls, like he picked their head up and it slid off or something, right?
2: So, yeah, when he, when Geyer was digging for the girls, he said, quote, the deeper we dug, the more horrible the odor became. And when we reached a depth of three feet, we discovered what appeared to be the bone of a forearm of a human being. And then he said when they picked them up, there was still skin and it's like their face like slid off. Ugh.
0: God damn! Man. Like he
1: pulled her oh, up by shit. the forearm. It's unbelievable.
0: What does that look like? Like imagine seeing that in real life. Yeah. No. How do you process that? And like just go on with your day after that?
1: I don't know, man. Your fucked up tongue almost made me pass out.
0: Yeah. He does not like seeing a bit tongue.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, everybody in Discord was talking about the new Netflix documentary, the that that new series. What is it? The uh, Gabriel. Gabriel. Yeah. I'm two episodes in on that. And that's everybody, every nurse that they've interviewed that was a part of that or like the response team or everything. That's what, They were all like, never seen anything like that before. I'll never see anything like it again. It's just absolutely haunting. So
0: I can't watch that. I'm and sure
2: you, that stuff sticks with yeah, anything like that is going to.
0: You mentioned Discord available, patreon.com slash necronomapod it's a party 24 7 it, it never, really is never it's, ends. it's an ongoing thing man it's fucking awesome just
1: a bunch of people talking about how cool we are i love it well
0: <laughs> they get in some wild conversations man sometimes i log in there and i see what they're talking about I'm like nope this ain't for me <laughs> this ain't for the guy who
1: knows nothing about this shit I'm like mike <laughs> what do you feel about this uh, 17th century ex murder he's like Oh no! Just slowly log out. (laughs)
0: Come back later, like that. That Howard, Howard, that Homer Simpson meme, where he just backs into the bushes. (laughs) That's that's me.
2: (laughs) So, following the discovery of Alice and Nellie's bodies and Howard in July of 1895, Chicago police and reporters began investigating Holmes's building in Inglewood, now locally referred to as the Castle. Though many sensationalized claims were made, no evidence was found. Which could have convicted Holmes in Chicago of any crimes. And according to researcher Adam Seltzer, stories of like the torture equipment found in the building and, and things like that are just he says twentieth
1: century fiction. It's just all played up. So I think everyone's perception of this story is really not accurate.
2: According to that that historian yeah. that did that
1: wrote that wrote his book. And there's not really any contemporaneous police reports right from when they went into the house other than what did they find like two two bodies in the basement right. enough bones right i think two so yeah
2: i mean he was up to something because he there if those reports are true like mm. about the walls or the some of the rooms were sealed off with asbestos so they were like airtight and he's definitely up to something with the construction of that house yeah. and things
1: and we we talked through a lot of the murders last week, but all that information came from his confession and his autobiography that he wrote later.
2: And the murders that we've talked about, are the ones that are confirmed, mm. that are actually confirmed.
1: Well, because like with the what
0: the World's Fair, like there's just you're not going to know about those. There's not going to be documentation. It's not of possible, a lot of those people. Right. And the way he it looked like he had this house set up or this castle set up, he might have disposed of all elements of their body, and that was just the end of it.
1: We'll never know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's not to say it never happened. It's just sure. not, they didn't find the proof that it happened. Right. Like everyone thinks there there was.
2: And like I read this, I was reading this one thing about um, like uh, a bloodstained table, like surgical table and all this real sensationalized stuff. And according to this, this researcher, no, that's, that's just all horror stories. Um,
1: well, so I think a lot of it was probably written secondhand in newspapers and and whatnot but you know 20 30 40 years later yeah like a lot of stories i mean there's another historical figure that i can think of whose life stories were written you know second and third hand accounts 50 to 100 oh, years no, later no, no, and probably no. none of that ever even happened it's questionable no. whether the person even existed. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no
0: i, I can't I, think no. of his name
1: right now it's 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 escaping me currently but but, but that's not unusual but he's here with you right now looking over your shoulder
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> again no contemporaneous accounts all second third-hand knowledge 50 years later Dude, this is about the trip- same kind of thing. we're talking about triple h today
0: we're talk-
1: <laughs> i'm just saying it's not a unique situation where <laughs> well stories get amplified down the road and that's what we come to believe as the truth when they weren't really written and based in reality
0: agreed that's agreed. all right but in this case we do have Holmes' own testimonial of what he said happened. True, fabrication, yeah. of course, yeah, right, I think yeah. in a lot of ways. I'm
1: just saying, lore sometimes becomes the accepted account of historical occurrences. Yeah, not always 100 percent accurate. Agreed. Did George <laughs> Bible? <laughs> Did George
2: Washington really have wooden teeth? That's not accurate. I, mean. I don't believe that's accurate. Yeah. He didn't falsehood. Ch- he didn't chop down a cherry tree. I don't think that's accurate.
0: I mean, he might have chopped down a cherry tree. It's like, possible. Yeah. He could have, I mean, sure, why not? Yeah, why not? I chopped down three today. Did you? Yeah. But for work, I don't think you've ever chopped down a tree in your entire life. Work, like, I'm I, obviously you look at me, you know, I do manual labor for a living. I'm built for that manual labor and being outdoors and you know, rugged. So they call me Rugged Mike,
1: but anyways, I thought it was Roofy Mike. Also, that was college. M.D. Laycock, right? It's, it's, well, it's, it's after, after the, the, roofing. After <laughs> the <laughs> roofie, after the roofie, I was
0: M.D. Laycock. No, no, <laughs> had to perform CPR because no. he fucking too many roofies. No, we can't. That's oh boy, that was joke. <laughs> I've never roofied anyone in my life, for the record. I just want that to be out there. Allegedly, no, never.
2: So in October of eighteen ninety-five. Holmes was put on trial for the murder of Benjamin Peitzel and was found guilty and sentenced to death. Following his conviction, Holmes confessed to 27 murders in Chicago, Indianapolis, Toronto. But some of those people that he confessed to murdering were still alive and were confirmed to still be alive.
0: (laughs) They're like, (laughs) motherfucker, I'm still right here.
2: Yeah. and other one, there was one uh, we talked about in part one, uh, the guy from college that he claimed that he had killed uh, that was not accurate. That guy died later on, so it's kind of like the typical serial killer thing. It more recently, Netflix did a documentary on um, Henry Lee Lucas. It's kind of the same thing. He can he's known as his nickname, the Confession Killer, because right. he confessed to hundreds of things that he didn't do, just padding that that ego and and whatever. Holmes was paid. which today's money is $230,000 by Hearst newspaper in exchange for his confession. A bed? Which was quickly found to be mostly just nonsense. (laughs) Just made up shit. Who got the money?
1: Georgiana? I don't
2: know. It's interesting.
1: What if Hmm. he took the money and started a secret society or a foundation to train future serial killers? And it's still perpetuating today. That's where serial killers go to get trained, mm. in the dark arts. What about that? SKU,
0: Serial Killer University,
1: underground. Like the founding father, the original uh, OG. Well,
2: we're going to get into a theory later on that he might have right. taught somebody how to how to do some killing. There That's you go. Teaser. I solved
0: it. That's a teaser. <laughs> Dave figured it out. <laughs> He's up there with Ray Biondi. <laughs> home-
1: Wouldn't that be wild if that happened, though? a secret yeah. serial killer training society?
0: mm. So who does he put that money with, the trust, to start that? I don't know.
1: Secret partner?
0: Yeah. It would have to be. I mean, to be this long without us knowing.
1: What if he had a twin brother no one knew about? And they just keep it in the family bloodline.
0: How do you recruit serial killers without looking at the McDonald's triad? Hmm. Because obviously I'd be
1: recruited by now. (laughs) I I haven't thought this all the way through. i Like, I like that theory, but like. It's a good I movie, don't, though. I it's don't good like, movie I don't idea. like the theory. Yeah, it would be a cool movie. All right, I just copyrighted that. No one steal that. <laughs> I own Forget this. You heard Tra- that. yeah. That's trademark cooldown media. Hmm, I'm going to write this movie. That's not bad. There you go. And then.
0: Underground secret university for serial killers.
1: And then after every kill, the, the guy sits down and has a cooldown bear. Mm. Product yeah. tie in.
0: Boom. You have to. He puts a, a Necronom koozie on it. <laughs>
1: shameless product placement <laughs> in the of movie. course
0: we're gonna like be like kiss with all this shit <laughs> fucking necro condoms coming out
1: do you want to be buried in necronomipod coffin can
0: you imagine <laughs> all right first person to get buried in necronomipod casket i'll show up to your funeral <laughs> i will fly myself in to where you're being buried and i will be at your funeral and i'll give a eulogy as you're lowered to the ground in a necronomipod casket it- I, f- I feel we owe I'm that sure, i sure can't
1: wait <laughs> And then he'll roofie your little sister after <laughs> No, you.
0: No no no. I will I will give a very endearing speech. I will have nothing to do with your little sister. She's not my type, anyways. <laughs>
2: so, so Holmes gave various contradictory accounts of his life, initially claiming innocence and later that he was possessed by Satan. His um The amount that he lied made it very difficult for researchers to figure out what was the truth based on his statements because he kept going, flipping back and forth. While writing his confessions in prison, Holmes mentioned how drastically his facial appearance had changed since his imprisonment. He described his new appearance as, quote, gruesome and taking a satanical cast. Mm. And he wrote, he was now convinced that after everything he had done, he was beginning to resemble the devil.
1: Striking resemblance. Look for this quote. Okay. Whatever the devil looks like.
2: Yeah, that. but in his famous quote that is always out there is, uh, quote, I was born with the devil in me. Mm. Well, yeah, maybe so.
0: Okay. I don't believe in the devil. Well, how could you? I mean, if you're not believing <laughs> in a God and Jesus, you're not believing in the devil. That's, that's true. It's a consistent statement from Absolutely. Dave. Absolutely. <laughs> you might not agree with him, but he's consistent, folks. <laughs>
1: I'm always consistent.
2: The castle itself was mysteriously gutted by fire in August of 1895. According to a newspaper clipping from the New York Times, two men were seen entering the back of the building between 8 and 9 p.m. About a half hour later, they were seen exiting the building and running away. Following several explosions, the castle went up in flames. Afterwards, investigators found a half-empty gas can underneath the back steps of the building. The building survived the fire and remained in use until it was torn down in 1938, and the site is occupied by the Inglewood branch of the United States Postal Service. That's a good tie-in to the Postal Service. Yeah, there we go. You
0: brought it all back around. You think a lot of people show up to that facility though, just just because of what the build what that area once held? Like they've they've got to right? That's got to be a bit yeah. of a touristy place. I bet just you. even walk past it.
1: Yeah, probably. Do a little digging, maybe.
2: I I would be willing to put money on it, that there's like some kind of Chicago murder tour that drives you past that and past where Gacy's old house used to be.
1: That was torn down too, but they probably yeah. drive you past it. And the Capone's Valentine's Day Massacre, all those cool places. Yeah. Yeah. So do we think it was a cover-up burning the building?
2: I don't know. They didn't really get to do a lot of investigating before it was... It pretty was, quick. Yeah, it was burnt down really quick.
1: Like you think maybe Holmes had that planned? Like if I get caught... It's not you know how much would it pay to or how much would it cost to pay a couple of kids in Chicago to burn it down? It's just like a backup. But he would have had to plan that ahead of time though. Yeah, for sure.
0: So you got you gotta get someone that's gonna be trustworthy. True.
2: Yeah, I mean and he had the the, he just paid seven thousand five hundred. So he had more than enough money to pay somebody to, to
1: do it.
0: I think so. I absolutely think so.
1: Probably, right?
0: That's yeah.
1: Or was it more of like a neighborhood, you know, we don't want this in our neighborhood no. deal anymore? Probably, Probably not. I right? don't think
0: so. To protect everything, as much time and money as he spent into building that thing, he had to have an escape plan.
2: You would assume. But it could. I th- I could see it being people like, hey, we don't want this shit here too. I don't know. But people did get they weird know, about but did that. They,
0: did they know at the time what all it might have It quickly had, went like, around.
2: It, it became the, yeah. the murder castle thing got circulated pretty quick
0: but then why so sneakily and then there wasn't like it doesn't sound like there was a big like uproar of like yeah we're burning this bitch to yeah. the ground yeah I don't, know. I don't know it seems more likely that it was it was premeditated
1: yeah, quite possibly
0: hide all everything he put up i don't know with as much meticulous planning as he did i i feel like you would have had a probably an escape plan
2: people get weird with that structural stuff i was watching that pazuzu al documentary not yeah. long ago and so they tore down the house after a while and like the whole fucking community came out like it was like a firework celebration to watch them tear down the house. I mean if
1: you live in the neighborhood, I don't know, you don't want that shit in your neighborhood.
0: I don't disagree. Mm-hmm. But the way this was done, like it it wasn't celebrated. It was they tried to do it it looks like sneakily.
1: Yeah. I don't know. We're not going to know, but yeah.
0: What uh fuck his name escaped me. The Cleveland guy. He had the three girls. Oh, um... Castro?
2: Yeah. Julian Castro.
0: Julian Castro.
2: They tore that house they down. They
0: tore that house yeah. down, yeah. And they put, put a park up. But that was, like, a big thing. Like, well the cops yeah. the cops blocked off the house for a while. They, uh... And then there was, like, a... a, a like, they made sure no one was gonna... I mean, we're yeah. talking a hundred years later, but no one was gonna get to the house, and then they bulldozed it down and put a park up in this place. Maybe that's a future episode, too.
2: Oh, that is 100% a future episode.
0: That is... Not a hometown hero, but a hometown hero episode.
2: Absolutely, we can use uh, what, what's the guy's name that that rescued them?
0: Oh shit, yeah. Oh fuck, what's his name? Well, he didn't. Charles rescue Ramsey. Him. He didn't yeah, rescue Charles him. Ramsey. When the girl ran out of the house, she ran. Yeah. He would just happen to be like in the street, like in, by his porch, and she ran to him yeah. and said, "Help me, help me." He did. That's a crazy because they're all still alive, and mm. some of them are. I don't know the story for all of them, but like one of them's on the local news now every day looking to the missing persons report. On May
2: 7th, 1896, Holmes was hanged at the Moy Menzing Prison, also known as the Philadelphia County Prison, for the murder of Benjamin Peitzel. Until the moment of his death, Holmes remained calm, showed very few signs of fear or anxiety or, or anything. He asked for his coffin to be contained in cement and buried ten feet deep because he was concerned about grave robbers stealing his body.
0: Because that's something he would do <laughs> for
2: insurance claims. Right. <laughs> yeah. No one's using me an in insurance scam. It's cement me in there. <laughs> Holmes's neck did not snap. Instead, he strangled to death slowly, twitching over fifteen minutes before being pronounced dead after twenty minutes.
0: Ooh. That's fucking awful. So that's brutal.
1: If Mike was there, he would have cut him down and taken him home and lived in his house. <laughs> I, th- I would
0: not. I would not let him suffer like that for that long. That's yeah. Come live with me, Holmes.
1: I'll, I'll spoon feed you the rest of your life. That means someone tied the knot wrong, right? Isn't that what well, there's that means? Definitely usually, a glitch. yeah. There's gotta be.
0: I, I, I wonder mean, if somebody did that on purpose. But that's yeah. other, I was just to say, like at that time, like who? Yeah. Like if you're just like motherfucker, I don't like you.
2: Because that, that wasn't um from they had a system set up from my understanding where it wasn't like you just put somebody on a chair and kick it. They, they had like an elaborate thing set up specifically for this where the chair would or the platform would drop and it would create enough force to just yeah. kill you. So or
1: like the gallows weren't tall enough. Something wasn't constructed. Yeah. Something went wrong.
2: So I wonder if somebody's like, yeah, I'm going to tie this a little a little loose and let yeah. you uh, let you suffer a bit.
0: It's horrible. That's yeah, that's got to be. Crazy. Do like, we know you just feel yourself dying? Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, 15, I mean, 15 minutes. It's long. <laughs> Fifteen long time. to twenty minutes. What are you thinking about? Like what are you I don't
1: know. Do man. you think
0: he instantly went paralyzed? Like his neck didn't break though. Probably like is he not. trying to grab or is he just hanging there?
1: I well, usually tie your hands. Yeah, behind they tie your, your hands bag. behind. But your back. I mean like is
0: he is okay, that's true. Is he wiggling? Is he moving? Is they he said he's twitching? He, but it well, he's twitching probably involuntarily. Is he trying to do something. I, I don't know. That's just what my mind
1: goes to. I don't to. know. That's awful. Do we know if he repented and accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as personal <laughs> Savior? You're going
0: to <laughs> Did not say before not say, he David. died. David did not say. Okay. Oh, well, I was. Sta- I'm curious. <laughs> there's no. There's no. Because if he
1: did that, then he gets to go to heaven and be reunited with all the people he killed. And it's nice that God does that and they can all be together again.
0: <laughs> yep.
1: I mean, you're not wrong, <laughs> right? Ted Bundy did it. Jeffrey Dahmer did it. And they're all now in heaven with the people that they ate. So that's nice. <laughs> Speaking truth, I'm just pointing out the absurdity I'm just of. Trying,
0: I'm trying to write <laughs> my life on head, this planet. I'm trying to write in my head the responses on social media that I'm gonna have to give out tomorrow or <laughs> <laughs> when this episode is out. To the people that are going to come at us for the Christianity I'm direction. not judging. I'm just That's asking fine. the question. You know what? I'm great at this. I'll just give out like a nice PR statement and be like, the views expressed by Dave and I <laughs> just two, go ahead and cut. By and
2: cut that promo now. <laughs> I did not express a view. I just <laughs> asked a simple
0: question. That's why I'm just working it out in my head. It's working it out in my head.
2: We'll hire you an intern That's eventually. <laughs> I
0: got in big trouble when I told said last a few weeks ago that Jesus touched my butt. So... <laughs> I didn't get in big trouble. It oh. really wasn't that bad.
1: But like, was it? Really, they I, were having Never it. mind. I'm just going <laughs> to nope. let it go. All
0: right, moving on. Yeah, we need to fucking hire a press secretary for yeah. the show. That's I'm sure the
2: their is. first thing, they'll just give us all our things that we should calm down and talking about.
0: Yeah, and we'll tell them to go fuck themselves so they work <laughs> yeah. for us. We're going to talk about whatever we want. You clean it up, motherfucker.
2: <laughs> so, Holmes is dead. He was hung. Following up on Marion Hedgepath, he did receive his pardon for letting home or giving up home, so they let him out. Good on him. Yeah, he did not stop robbing things though. And on New Year's Eve, 1909, Hedgepath was shot and killed by police officer Edward Jabarek during a holdup at a Chicago saloon. So,
1: so he turned his life around when he got <laughs> out of the prison and made the most of his time on earth. <laughs> yeah.
0: Hey, we don't know if he was guilty or not. It was a shoot up at a saloon. It's true. Wrong it place, wrong bystander. time. Yeah,
1: it's very true.
2: It was my understanding that he was robbing the place, but
0: it's your understanding, <laughs> but it's not your knowledge.
1: The whole—if uh, Holmes would have just paid that five hundred bucks, yeah, he might guy, have just went on for and never been caught. He ever. wouldn't have
0: needed to rob again.
2: He—I w- don't think Holmes would have ever been caught if he didn't go through that weird. Berserker mode of whatever the fuck snapped in his brain to do that elaborate scam and string everybody along. He was slick up yeah. until that point yeah. working well, that's undercover thing,
0: though. You build that confidence and then you think just think you can get away with all that yeah. shit. Yeah. True. I would have never thought this was going to be more of a scam story than a murder story.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's
0: crazy how he twisted his own narrative to be like a, a, a crazy serial killer based on maybe the lies he told in, in his confessions.
2: And he's at least a serial. a serial killer because he killed nine people. Right, but what but, I mean
0: is, like, when you think of H.H. Holmes, you think of like right. the castle, you think of the torture devices, you think of all these bodies. Meanwhile, the the whole story we've told is well, he's a scam artist. He's yeah. a, mm-hmm. you know he's he's a scam artist that fraud.
2: Killed people,
0: but like the the killing people was just like a side hobby. Yeah. His passion was scamming people.
2: And and a lot of the killing is just to further the scams and get ahead. Yeah, or if they got. Like or not if he got even, sick of them. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, like that wasn't even like his his motivation. It was just like I need to keep doing this to protect myself for, yeah. you know, whatever. And there's I things
2: want that'll argue that he did it all that stuff out of pleasure too. But I don't know what how much of that's sensationalized or right. or what.
0: Probably a little pleasure out of it. I mean, you're stretching a guy to death.
2: If that's even true.
0: Well, I'm going to accept that as the truth. (laughs) I've decided to accept that one as the truth. Because
2: that comes from his confessions. So in 2011, Jeff Mudgett, who is H.H. Holmes' great-great-grandson, released a book titled Bloodstains. This is where the big theory that H.H. Holmes could possibly be responsible for the Jack the Ripper killings comes from. Intriguing.
0: Oh, shit. No one (laughs) saw that coming. (laughs) No.
2: In the book, Jeff Mudgett claims that he inherited two diaries from his grandfather and after expert handwriting analysis, determined that H.H. Holmes had written them. He includes long transcripts from these diaries, but he has never provided proof of like photocopies or anything of it. It's just basically saying, you need to take my word for it that I have these these diaries exist.
1: Interesting. Is this the guy with the History Channel show? Yes. Okay. I never watched that, did you? Mm-mm. what's the
0: history channel show
1: it's like a was a six-part series like yeah. going through all this that we're about to talk about yeah
0: based off mudgett's book or yeah you know,
1: right?
2: right yeah so he's never provided proof of of those diaries
0: so his book holds about as much weight as rl stein <laughs> yeah when you put it that way <laughs> okay I used to love goosebumps for the I, record i, I I'm sure it. you did yeah, you know, yeah, it was yeah. your thing did you ever read those Dave? I mean it was <laughs> I read them to my kids so. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't need to
1: make a joke about it I, I think you did <laughs> no I did not
0: oh, was, those some of those books were fucking cool no, they, they were cool yeah
2: yeah I mean I love goosebumps
0: they were fantastic.
2: I actually like the movies too.
0: I've not seen the movies. I saw I saw the the shorts they used to make, mm. like the one hour little things. It wasn't Jack Black like in one of the Goosebumps movies. He's or, in the
2: the last two, the most recent ones. So. They're good. You mm. think I yeah. like them?
0: They're like PG. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Dave hates Jack Black, so he's not watching. Those not anymore. a fan. I like Jack Black. I I think he's funny. Nacho 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 Libre School of Rock. Orange County. Those are great fucking movies. <laughs> I'm sorry. They're good. Shallow Hell. You
1: like Shallow Hell. I do like Shallow
2: Hell. funny. <laughs> I like Saving Silverman.
0: Saving Silverman's oh, fantastic. I do. I do like Saving See? Silverman. <laughs> we <laughs> just made him a check The guy himself, I really with find Neil annoying. Diamond. It's so good. <laughs> I forgot about Saving Silverman. I love that movie. Oh, that's so good. That is a good one.
2: So, so excerpts, Mudget includes detail several of Holmes' murders, a story of his childhood rape by a priest, and the story of his escape from prison and his staged execution, which...
1: Oh, that's interesting. Yeah.
2: Mudgett claims that, according to these diaries, his great-great-grandfather was present in London with one of his assistants during the Whitechapel murders. According to Mudgett, the diaries describe, quote, "...training sessions between Holmes and his assistant." The man was instructed to murder prostitutes and excessively mutilate their bodies in order to cause a panic in the country. Holmes' intent here was to distract from his own murders and sexual organ harvest of upper class women. So it's making some, some very interesting claims in these <laughs> in these diaries. Yes. Getting a little extreme here according to these diaries that rich women's ovaries would supposedly have healthier hormones in them to aid in Holmes's pursuit of a youth serum that would allow him to live an unnaturally
1: long life. Well, if we're going to do this show for a while, I'm going to need some of these rich gals ovaries. uh,
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. For the longevity, for the good of the show. (laughs) Best case scenario. You got 10 years, Pally. Jesus. Not to mention live shows and it's right, grueling. On the body, the travel and the, the junk food. <laughs> Let's be honest. We're doing live shows. We're eating whoppers in our bedrooms and our hotel rooms at 11 o'clock. <laughs> I don't eat like night. that anymore. Well, so says you. What happens when there's only a Wendy's open at midnight? What are you going to get then? A salad? A potato. No, <laughs> no, don't insult me. And you can get a triple and you're going to sleep like a fucking baby. <laughs> and you're going to like it, pal. <laughs> wake up with the meat sweats oh it's the best meat sweats
2: one <laughs> question about the fact that the motives are completely different between the Ripper murders and HH H. Holmes murders Mudgett puts forth that the mutilations were deliberately done to throw off Holmes's trail and done by someone else completely under Holmes's direction mm. so decoy murders
1: yeah and this is Jack the Ripper we're talking about if we didn't Specifically, <laughs> stay. Yeah,
0: well, I think we said it earlier, <laughs> you know, but and then, yeah, yeah.
1: But people don't know what the Whitechapel murders. Oh
0: are. yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Whitechapel murders are Jack the Ripper. Mudgett also describes this. this is where I mean, take I, you take that with a grain of salt because he's never produced the the diaries. You know what I mean? But this is where things get way off the fucking rails. Mudget Oh, also, this is where they get <laughs> off the rails. This is. <laughs> <laughs> Mudgett describes hauntings or being haunted by. H.H. Holmes's ghost. Coincidentally, around the same time that Mudgett inherited the diaries, he also started being visited by Holmes's ghost. <laughs> he talks about literally seeing Holmes's face and hears his voice in his head, trying to f- convince Mudgett to become a serial killer as well.
1: Hello, my great grandson. <laughs> it's your papa, BB Bukaki. <laughs> I want you to spray jizz on. Everyone marches. <laughs> Plays perfectly in the serial
0: and the uh, the the recruitment for the university, right, Dave?
1: It all fits it's together. Serial killer. I nailed this a couple pages ago yeah. with the serial killer foundation.
0: It's almost like you had this thought out ahead of time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> marches.
0: I have to add that hashtag to the uh, post. <laughs>
1: Or just Multiple Z's. Look, when your great-grandfather is BB Bukaki, you gotta carry up the family uh, <laughs> family pride. I agree.
0: God damn it. what's the blue chew <laughs> ad when we need them? Spray them. Spray them, Mudgett. Spray them all.
2: <laughs> My stomach hurts.
1: Hose them down, Mudgett. <laughs>
2: So in the book, he gets into doctors explaining the hallucinations and attributing them to um, an equally coincidental development of a brain tumor and periodic life-threatening seizures. The illness threatens Mudgett's life throughout the book, and at one point he's given a terminal diagnosis, but the tumor just disappears around the same time that Mudgett solves some mysteries surrounding his ancestry.
1: It's amazing. It is amazing. Almost completely coincidental. <laughs> <laughs> um, so believable that story. I think so.
0: Yeah, it's the work of the Lord, Dave. <laughs> he works in mysterious ways.
2: You're just piling it on for yourself I know, now. At this I point.
0: Know. What at this point, whatever.
2: You hear that theory, and it. it's like, oh, that sounds good. And you read what the books about, you're like, oh, wait a second, right, right. (laughs) This is nonsense.
1: What's it called? Blood stain, bloodline, blood stains, blood stains. Hmm. I don't know if I'm buying it, Mike. What do you think? Yeah, I'm gonna go no. (laughs) I actually think Holmes's own
0: confession holds more weight than his fucking grandson's like great great -great grandson. Yeah, his great great grandson who literally is just trying to make a buck off this.
2: I mean, I don't blame him. I would. Oh yeah.
1: Uh, Yeah. Uh,
0: Okay. Maybe. I don't know.
1: You know, I also read that, I don't know if it's this guy's, would it be his grandfather? One of Holmes's sons went on to become like the city manager of Orlando, Florida.
0: Really? Yeah. It's Mm. interesting. Yeah, that's a little fun tidbit.
1: The city manager? Yeah. What does that mean? Like a mayor. Oh, like the mayor. Yeah. Some towns have city managers Hmm. similar to a mayor.
0: Which doesn't surprise me. I mean, this guy has fucking kids all over the country, probably. Probably. As much as he traveled and... Good looking but he guy. no, he was
1: a legitimate Mudget from that first marriage.
0: From the first marriage,
1: mm-hmm. yeah, with uh, Clara Lovering, right? right? Yeah, good for him. It's interesting. He kept Mudget. Maybe you want to take your mom's name after the. I don't know. Whole, I mean, uh,
0: Mudgett's an ugly name, I think, but it's better than like you're not gonna take the Holmes name, right? I mean, like
1: take his mom's maiden name instead of Mudget. I mean, don't people eventually find out Mudget was Holmes' real name? Maybe not. Maybe, but it's Maybe also not. still
0: associated just with Holmes, right? Yeah, like, I guess. Yeah. I, know. Mm. I mean, I'd probably consider it.
2: Yeah, like what's his uh, Jeffrey Dahmer's brother, David? He just changed his name completely and just disappeared off the face of the earth. He's like, fuck this. Probably uh, would do the same.
0: He probably like walked exactly. off the side of the flat earth and just fell <laughs> off. Right.
2: That's what I would do. Fell down to that pyramid areas. Or like, I would just, join my, I would just join
0: my Scientologists <laughs> in Clearwater. Mm. I don't know. I'm a Scientologist flat earther. So. <laughs> become that. I appreciate you guys' <laughs> respect and not ask me any more personal questions. Thank you. In 2017,
2: due to the allegations in the book that Holmes had escaped execution, his body was exhumed for DNA testing due to his coffin being contained in cement, because they actually did that for him. His body was found to not have decomposed normally at all, really his clothes were almost perfectly preserved and his mustache was found to be completely intact. That's awesome. Man. Yeah. God damn. They used his teeth to identify him and it was H.H. H. Holmes. Yeah. How so,
0: strong were the allegations that he actually escaped execution that they were going to dig up his grave? Well,
2: like Dave said there's like this there's a history channel show and stuff. I mean there's money behind that theory of the of so him there being was Jack the
0: Ripper. That like who led that? Do we know? Like who led that like endeavor to like let's dig up his body? And- I mean,
1: you just gotta get some judge to sign off on it. Yeah, really.
0: Yeah, I guess so. I mean, we're talking like clearly this guy is dead. Even if he didn't die then, he's dead already because we're a hundred plus years past. Yeah, so but I'm it would for- But I'm wondering. But as a judge, what do you what are you thinking? There, you're gonna get some money out of it, or. Like, what's the... What's the the downside? What do you think? Well, I'm just wondering what evidence was presented that made this judge go, yeah, okay, there's enough merit.
1: The evidence is, uh, judge, we can do a part two of this whole series if it turns out that (laughs) H.H. Holmes is (laughs) not buried in this crypt. I guess. Did they take any pics of his body? I tried to look for that. I couldn't find it. That's what I want to see, that fucking mustache mustache after 100 years. That'd be wild. he probably used beardology, I'd imagine. (laughs) Yeah. Style it with some beardology. That's why... Lasted so long. You could use it in an ad campaign. Yeah. <laughs> After a hundred years, HH holmes still uses periodology <laughs> See,
2: yeah. What, what was it? It was uh, Z- the Zodiac. um My stock went way down with the History Channel. Remember they in those emails that came out? They they tried to talk the one suspect into being a part of their documentary. Yes. And when he said no, they were like, "Well, fuck you. We're going to do it anyways." Right. Yeah. So History Channel
1: is uh, not history. It
0: used to be good. It's been a while. So what, I don't know. What are our final thoughts? Can I go first? I I'll go first and you guys take it from there. Yeah. This story is not at all what I thought it was going to be. Like I thought HH Holmes was just like the serial killer who had the murder castle and there was bodies everywhere. And he was just like a good looking, I don't know
1: guy Mm -hmm. who can, who can talk women into going to the house. Yeah, Women,
0: but it wasn't just women. It was men too. And, and got him into his castle and and killed and tortured him, and then we do this story, and he's just a fucking scam artist with insurance. Yeah. And he killed what at least nine people, maybe thirteen. It's
2: probably somewhere maybe more. In yeah.
0: But you know he killed all these people, and but you, it's like a it's like a subplot, and we don't know even know the the for sure number, and so it seems like a lot of his legacy was based on his own confession, where he maybe tried to inflate his own ego. Well, it worked. And yeah. it worked. Because to this day, you think H.H. H. Holmes, you think Murder Castle, serial killer. That's right. He's, he's an insurance scam artist. That's my thoughts.
1: Yeah. I, I agree with that. I think he ended up writing his own narrative and, uh, you know. Yeah, and he I think the
2: multiple confessions confused it enough to where people couldn't really figure anything out. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think the number some, I, th- I, th- I think that it's more than nine. I don't think it's anywhere close to the 200. I think it's somewhere in between that nine and 27
1: number. I would agree with that. Yeah. Seems right. I mean, you are what survives you, right? And that's how he wanted to be remembered and he made it happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: I, I'm sure he did a great job of disposing of bodies and getting rid of them that yeah. no one would ever find. So who knows? 200? Probably not. 27, you know, seems likely. Yeah. Within that range, nine to 27.
2: And we did Ed Kemper. And he obviously tries to. to Create his own narrative of things, but in the future we're gonna get to some that are like this with Henry Lee Lucas, like they'll extremely exaggerate things and really, really try to mm. make up this myth aspect. When we get into like Henry Lee Lucas or Pee Wee Gaskins, but did, those kind of guys,
0: like uh, like a Kemper, he didn't necessarily lie about his number. He just kind of bulked up his story to make it more entertaining. Yeah, correct? and he liked like, to make
2: himself seem like a good guy.
0: But he didn't lie about his kills. No. Which I think in the end is the most important thing. Like, you want to know the number and mm-hmm. try to identify the bodies and make sure that there's, you know, closure on that end. Yeah.
2: We haven't really covered anyone yet that's lied about the bodies. But when we get to. Until Hen- this one, maybe. Yeah. When we get to Henry Lee Lucas and Pee Wee Gaskins, especially Pee Wee Gaskins, man, he comes up with some stories. We've gotten about quite a himself. few requests for him. Yeah. Too. He'll be a good one. Be a lot of country Mike in that. I got a lot, a lot of Pee Wee Gaskins quotes. We've, I've been good.
0: trying. We. I I don't want Country Mike to come back. The fans do. Yeah, well. They
1: love that fucking guy.
0: Yeah, I don't know. He Mm. might have drowned himself in a swamp in Florida. I don't know. He might not be back. We'll see.
1: Well, it's an interesting story for sure. Not exactly what I thought it was, but.
0: 100% not what I thought it was going to be. Interesting nonetheless. Still a good story. Yeah.
2: It's interesting for sure. The hunting him down, tracking the mail, being forwarded was super interesting.
0: Well, this guy was just all over the place. Yeah. I mean, if he like, wouldn't
1: have found it, they would have got him for, uh, you know, an insurance scam and he would have been out after yeah. a couple of years. And
0: if he wasn't just so cocky and arrogant about the way he did things, too, which I guess is a lot of these guys. But if he slowed down a little bit, if he didn't have these kids with him or just, you know, would have left them with the mom, like he probably would have. Who knows what his kill count would have, would have been? Maybe 200.
2: Yeah. I mean, if he because
0: uh... if he didn't have the kids with him, he would have never killed them. And that would have never drawn more attention
2: should have just paid Marion Hedgepath this $500 right. and none of it would have right. happened. Also Fucking that. cheapskate.
0: Yep. It's, a thrill. it's the thrill of the scam, man. I don't know. That's all I got. That's Triple H. That's all I got. King of Kings. <laughs> Alright, Ian, you got any last thoughts on this one? Nope. You, you put some time into this. You got anything else? You got it all out? Yeah. yeah. Dave, any last thoughts on H.H. Holmes? No. I think we covered it. Yeah. It still baffles me. Like This was not the story I expected. It makes it more interesting yeah no i agree like yeah. we, we told the truth it's just weird going into it it was different than what i expected more than any other story all right let's get to some patreon shout outs first of all uh correction from last week uh, we owe an apology i uh mispronounced the name of one of our patrons brett Duset. so apologies to brett he uh let us know i may not have said that name correctly i was after about 15 and a half of light, so <laughs> apologies brett thank you very much for uh Being a patron and uh, being on Discord also. New patrons we got this week. Kyle Barber, Nina Vieira, Emma Nystrom, Jody C, Megan Thompson, the player formerly known as Mouse Cop, Kim R, Crystal Chaus, Madeline Healy, Allison Reinhardt, Daniel McPherson, Sid Neal, Devin, Terry Schramm, Sarah Samuel, Destiny Smith, Angel, Cheyenne Moore, and Misty Starkey. Thank you guys very much for signing up for Patreon. We appreciate your support. Ian, what do you got?
2: For iTunes, I have one for Mayor McDickcheese. <laughs> Love came, that guy. He came around. He changed it from yeah. a one star I'm, to a five star. I'm glad to see him come around. Right, thanks, buddy. So he takes back what he says. So thanks, man. Hell's Hamster. Zach Attack seven three five seven. Cheyenne Moore, ninety-five, Corey BP. Frankie two six nine two zero one zero Big Audio Tasha Yasha five one six and then Sarah Kay from Cleveland and she says that the next time she is white girl wasted on seven dollar pitchers of Miller Lite she'll dedicate it to her favorite true crime trio
1: seven dollars where are you what fancy establishment
0: <laughs> are you drinking at are we a true crime trio is that what sure, we become fairly.
1: Yeah. We'll have to go drink with this, Sarah Kay, find some uh, $5 pictures of Miller Lite, though. <laughs> we could probably find cheaper than that. You're getting
2: overcharged. And then I just wanted to sh- give a shout out to uh, to everybody that left me some five stars on the Promised Land uh, iTunes one. Oh. Thank you. Coming soon. Like 25 star reviews on them. That's the a little presumptuous, isn't it? Based on the
1: trailer. It <laughs> might suck donkey dick. It might be the boringest yeah. shit ever. Jesus.
0: <laughs> Hope you guys like potatoes. Dave, what do you got?
1: From Twitter, Sam Pluck and Perfect Blue eighty nine from Instagram, Corey Ann Smith, Christina Ann Palakoy, and Glitter Lizard. Isn't that your uh, hot cousin, Mike? Glitter Lizard, <laughs> <laughs> the husband with those big giant arms that can crush your head like a little peanut. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, Jeremy's got some big arms. He's my like, drinking pal. So is Liz. Really, yeah. I've known her since the day she was born. Fun fact.
1: Well, thanks, guys. I'd like to see him put you in a headlock with those big (laughs) fucking biceps. That'd be awesome.
0: We just drink together. That's about it. (laughs) You just want to see me in pain all the time. Well, you know. Shout out to Liz and Jeremy. Um, So I think that's it.
1: Yeah. Good show. I had fun. Of course you did. You had a good time over there. (laughs) I had to answer all your Jesus jokes now. I, I didn't make jokes. All I did was ask pertinent questions. I don't know why you would miscategorize uh, what I had to say tonight. I'm I don't appreciate mis-categorizing it.
0: miscategorizing anything. The responses might.
1: Take your fucked up tongue and <laughs> it's, it's go actually, pound salt. Although,
0: well, <laughs> the Miller Lite made it feel better. So I, think, I guess that's it. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. We are at Necronomapod. Hit us up if you got any uh, suggestions for topics. We're always keeping a list. Um, we appreciate uh, you know any feedback you have to give to us, and we just like hearing from you guys. So um, reach out to us.
2: All right, you guys ready for a
1: cold on beer? Cheers.